0: well hello folks and welcome to we the peeps this is what is this it's of course oh i know what it is it is the american sucker podcast in which you are going to get to know everything that you need to know about the usmnt Clayton, and i'm an artist i'm ty i'm an entrepreneur and we love the Nats, the real Nats, baby. It's your Nats. It's your Nats. Here we go. First team. It's First yo. team. It's your Nats. First team. Nats. It's we the peeps. It's we the peeps. Welcome to we the peeps. Are you ready for we the peeps? Moly, it's me, the welcome folks to another to a to another and yet another roster pod we've got 23 players on the roster and some others chilling who's not not on the roster at least one at least one uh we'll dive into all that but folks first and and, and as always please do follow us on Twitter at wTPpod we've enjoyed hanging out on there with you folks. And we want to do it more as much as possible consider following us on dare YouTube uh, we're also on there and the content is going to continue coming you'll find on there some uh, some videos that will uh, introduce folks to some the basic concepts uh, new fans to the game so if yes. you if you've got any if you've got any friends who are sort of uh, nats adjacent perhaps nat's curious uh, show them Show them our YouTube channel. It could help them dip their toe in um, and potentially, you know, tear that door wide open to full-on Nats fandom. So uh, <laughs> let's hang out there. Also, um, we've got a Patreon, and we hope to kind of uh, level, just stop the bleeding uh financially (laughs) (laughs) we we want to stop if you will (laughs) if you will if you will uh so you can help us out uh, by going to patreon.com at WTPpod. if you do so uh we will we will read your words on the show so please do that really helps us out five bucks uh, per month makes you a ratified peep and a central member of this community uh five stars please on itunes write whatever you want um, five stars five, five bucks. must say five stars five dollars patreon five stars itunes write whatever you want and we'll read <laughs> that shit end <laughs> of housekeeping. get that out of the way because we have some stuff to do in this house we must protect this house we must discuss this house uh, folks, we've got we've got a roster. The only way to start this out is by oh God, lining lining them up, <laughs> uh, by lining them up. So let's get it going. Goalkeepers first: Ethan Horvath, David Ochoa. No gloves. No gloves. No gloves. No gloves to David Ochoa. D- failing up, this guy, and Zach, <laughs> and Zach Steffen. Uh, I'm referring to David Ochoa. All the gloves. You know, all the gloves. Zach Steffen, greatest Todos keeper, those best, best keeper in the world. I may as well just say you want now. Daryl Ingle. Daryl Daryl DK is uh, hanging out by the side of this lineup and will not be named. He's in but... the uh, the the Margarita roster zone. <laughs> he's in the Margarita where... roster zone. He's he's here for his intangibles. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a. Uh, He's a culture guy, him and Alejandro Badoya. It's not about their play, it's about what they provide to training, I guess. Anyways. Defenders, John Brooks, Reggie The soccer player formerly known as Reggie Cannon. We got Serginho Destino. Ishaboy. Um, also the greatest. GOAT! Also the greatest of all time. Uh, welcome in, uh, I believe, Cup winner, Mark McConzie. Um, from all, hey, all the way from Ghent. We've got winer. <laughs> Weiner. We've got Mark. Uh, we've got Matt Miazga. The other Franco, not the Franco that you're Eminem, thinking of. Eminem. 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 Up in this business. Uh, we've got Tim Reem, of course, because of reasons. I don't know. Also hailing from Fulham. How can you not, not, how can you not have Tim Ream? How can you not, not, not have Tim Ream? And we've also got Anthony Robinson, and of course... Robbo. ...back from the other dimension, known as Galatasaray. Another time and space continuum in Turkey. We've got DeAndre Yedlin over there, repping Gent. You'd love to see it. You'd love to see it. Uh, Midfielders. Gent, thank you. Midfielders. Uh, Why didn't he play for Gent? Swami Jurgen. Checking in. I wasn't going to say anything until Clayton said it a second time. I believe he means gank. Anyways, midfielders: Kellen Acosta, Tyler. It's your ties ties one time Pookie baby, Kellen Acosta, who has now become oh, the uh, who's now become the the top Pookie. He's he was once top Pookie and is now tolerated baseline Kellen Acosta. We have also got Tyler Adams. Oh baby, um, current Pookie, current Pookie baby Tyler Adams. How's your back, baby boy? Uh, Sebastian <laughs> Lejet, Sebastian Lejet. Don't don't <laughs> don't forget your. <laughs>
1: Sometimes I just wonder, like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs>
0: and that was one of those moments here's oh another sebastian Lejet. don't forget your hair grease uh on yep. the flight we'll get Better. you some more if you do but it get won't him his pomade suitcase You won't look quite the same without that LA you gotta pay pomade. extra for that pomade suitcase <laughs> and then we've got uh the party animal best ever best yet weston McKenney. everyone's best yet We've got the uh, the next best thing, second to the actual next best thing in Spain, Yunus Musa. We've got Jackson and the actual next best thing being Pedri, of course. We've got Jackson Yule, uh, hero of the MLS, and baseline wet toast uh, for the Nats. Up Milkyst, front. Milkiest toast. The milkiest. We've got up front. He's oat milk, this guy. Up front we've got <laughs> Brendan Aaronson, uh Go. Christian Polissic, the porcelain prince Giovanni Reina, the uh, genetically the the scientifically created created in a lab uh, perfect athlete Chio yeah. Reina. Um, Josh Sargent, best loser in the in the Bundesliga this year, best striker in Bundesliga too. Best loser in Germany, Josh Sargent. Finally, uh, we've got Jordan Sibachu Sibiché, as we like to say here because we use the Jordan proper
1: pronouns. Jordan
0: Fioson Sibiché. Sibiché. <laughs> His, His name is His name is like point. a... Yeah. And, of course, champion, champion of the French League, of the first league, Tim Wea. Timothy Wea. One, let's say... Thirteenth of the of of that win it should be credited to Tim Wea. and he's one of ours, and he's with us here he's with us here folks uh, for this camp tie. What were your first impressions
1: well it's nice to see the least compromised men's roster we've seen in a while. Uh, there were only a handful of guys you wished were on that final roster uh like daryl d k for instance, uh and allegedly there are reasons for that, and he is also in camp and will play in the friendlies, apparently, but berhalter just decided that um that Sibachu was was too important to bring d k which not what I would have gone with, but hey uh it's it's not it's not crazy, it's not crazy based on the form that the two players have been in, yeah. Um, but we have the core, the spine of our next generation U.S. men's national team. Maybe one other player I really wish was here is Chris Richards. I don't know if that's an injury thing or something like that, but uh, it looks like it'll be Brooks Miazga or Brooks uh, McKenzie instead of involving Richards, which I wish was the case. Um, and Tim Ream, you know, I, <laughs> I mean... To bring Tim Ream instead of Chris Richards, if that's exa- if that's actually what's happening, is is a tragedy. Um, but it's you know aside from those kind of details, it looks like it's pretty much the team, and we're gonna get an eleven that has you know at least ten out of the eleven that that I would want to play. Uh, uh, I think, and uh, that'll be really exciting to see. We we finally kind of get to watch all the pieces come together in a way that's as as real as we've had in two years.
0: Right. And two years ago, we didn't have this roster, so this is a first.
1: No, I'm, it's <laughs> safe to say this is the best, most talented U.S. national team roster ever, and I think it, the the rosters will just continue to be that every camp. Uh, as long as this this youth movement continues, and when you look at the clubs, like just looking at our starters for the the nation's league games or you know the friendly potentially uh it's crazy it's it's it would be intimidating if you were on the other side of it, and that's the first time you could say that for
0: the nats, <laughs> oh baby, yeah, yes, no longer are we better than we thought we we would be yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah we exactly, are now we exactly. are now hoping. To achieve hoping expectations, hoping match
1: the level of the club uh, careers. Yeah,
0: um, so. Yes, we are in. We are in. E- I. We are in perilously positioned to uh, disappoint as well. Worth noting at the outset. here. <laughs> oh yes. Um, Just
1: because, to be totally clear,
0: <laughs> because we are playing, we are playing uh, competitively Honduras uh, coming up. Yes. Which is a team that is. Uh, that can defeat us with far worse, pl- oh, with yes. with a far uh, less impressive pedigree, club pedigree. As we saw, recently. As we have recently discovered. So we hope not to rediscover that. And it's a good thing we brought David Ochoa uh, for his psychological strength against Honduras in tournament situations. <laughs>
1: oh, baby. Oh, Just bully. kidding. I like the, uh, kidding aside, I like the David Ochoa thing. I think he's the he's the keeper of the future, and he showed that in olympic qualifying aside from you know one moment of madness but i would much rather have a keeper who is awesome and then makes a mistake at that age than to have a keeper who is like consistently fine you know what i mean so agreed uh so for me I, those those mistakes can be ironed out and i think he'll learn a lot from uh from from the older guys and i like that it's just you know the the temptation is probably to bring in like a brad guzan or someone like that for for like leadership qualities, but Zach Steffen's ready to be the leader. You know, there's he's he's 27, I think, and and Horvath is a similar age, and they they're, they're not kids anymore. They're they're pros. Zach Steffen has now a trophy and uh, and maybe 15 appearances for for City this year, which is amazing. And you know, he he's he's ready. He's legit. You don't you don't have to coddle or prepare him in any way. He's the one who should be preparing everybody else.
0: Yeah. Yeah um Daryl DK let's get this out of the way uh do we how do we feel about this choice so quote we based it on current form Jordan uh Sibichu had an outstanding year he's they won the title running away uh he scored lots of goals we thought his movement was really good I'm skipping a few words here Josh Mm -hmm. is playing at a really high level he's in the Bundesliga every week I, I would put a put that in the past tense friend he was uh, he had has been in he, the, he has been and his minutes this year were off the charts um so you had mentioned you don't hate it it's not charts. crazy what do you think is really going on here i know that like dk was um also peripherally featured earlier uh in, in within recent memory in the past few months and then didn't start and we and that had something maybe to do with an injury in camp or something like that but
1: yeah yeah. i'm
0: starting to get a sense here uh that there is something greg berhalter wants from dk before he gives him like the full-on green light here's the here's the uh sigil or whatever here representation of you're the guy
1: yeah i hear you that that makes a lot of sense I there there totally could be some sort of um uh, detail, you know, tactical, uh, requirement or instruction from Berhalter that he doesn't think DK can get done. Um, you know, to be honest, it's, it's hard to tell how he'll fit in until he's played more. Um, Sibachu obviously did have a great year while DK had also had a great year, but kind of tailed off at the end of the year. So I could see you making that argument uh, here in May, uh, rather than in March. Um, in in March you definitely would have had to say that that DK was
0: more on form
1: uh, but looking back over the the whole year Cebeciu is one of the the top rated players in the whole Swiss league and uh, pivotal for uh for Young Boys as they uh, took the title as you said uh so you know you got to respect that i think that that level is slightly less than the english championship but um not you know astronomically different and, uh, you know, with both of them, the real question is yet to come. It's, it's will they go on to a bigger league and, uh, and have success? I'm, I'm on record saying that as of March uh, 2022, that Daryl DK will have double-digit goals in the Premier League. And I, I still think we're on that trajectory, uh, but, uh, you know, for now, I think it's fair that Burhalter would see them as, as uh, rivals um josh i don't know i it's it's so tough to judge because it's just been such a difficult environment i think they they lost nine of their last 10 games they got like one point out of their last 10 games at Werder bremen and they went from from comfortably mid-table and kind of like oh wow yeah actually they they might have something going here to imploding and mm-hmm. while it's great that he got to play a lot that is also an indication that he's culpable for mm-hmm. for that happening. So I don't, I don't, I don't love that rationale uh, for for why you would bring a guy in over st- other players who are also playing regularly. You know, it's not like like you know, the other other options aren't yeah, getting minutes. It's yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. just something to say to to justify bringing. Uh, Sergeant in, and right, the the right. the I'm argument sure,
0: about yeah, I'm pretty sure Nick Lima's minutes are off the charts as <laughs> sure, well this yeah, year. Exactly off uh, the charts. Michael Bradley's minutes? Oh my god, off the oh, charts.
1: <laughs> but I like what I, I I I don't like the justification of an attacking player, or of a striker. I'll leave it. There, I'll put leave it there. Of a nine as being non scoring. Things, You know, because I think all those things are nice to have, but they're, they're like necessary and not sufficient. Whereas if you have someone who's banging away, you know, tons and tons of goals, but they don't do any of that intangible stuff, that's much more acceptable. So for me, like I'm all of that, those kind of statements from Berhalter smack of the old Josie excuses that, you know, he, oh, he's not actually playing striker. He's playing the mythical position of hold up where his job is to receive the ball and spray it out to the winger. And it's like you know what we could get a lot of guys to go do that. Like yeah. the thing that defines a striker is whether you have the knack to get goals. Yeah, Sargent has showed that he he did a lot of really good little things in the recent friendlies, and also I think scored one and or assisted. And uh, so he's he he's definitely capable of doing that. We just haven't seen it consistently. We've just still been seeing flashes. So we'll have to see next year. Does he move up? You know to. Uh, a different situation where he's able to get consistent minutes at a higher level in a better team and combine with better players to deliver those results. And if he can't, you know, th- we we have to start asking serious questions about whether he's the striker of the future.
0: So I see Josh Sargent's situation uh, differently in light of the Weston McKinney experience. So Schalke was looking pretty bad, not this bad. Um, totally. And, and totally. Weston looked good, but not that great um for shauka and really excelled at a higher level um you know Sargent already in his career has shown the ability to play to his level he because he was i think 17 with the under maybe uh, something with the U20s he, he was yeah. he, with the yeah. U20s so so he, we know he was 16, that I think, yeah. we know yeah. he's the type of player that he's one of that those types of personalities that's going to play to his level and watching the Werder Bremen dumpster fire uh, over the past couple months, I I am hopeful for his next situation, and I just hope he's got a good agent who knows everything, who's who can who who has some documentation on that Weston McKenney move, because I think it's I, I think Josh Sargent is in a decent has has a has a shot here. It's not as bad as the numbers look um i'm not okay with the with the i i don't understand for me it's i would have brought dk and not horvath or something like that or not ochoa i don't don't really understand why you need three goalkeepers for like one competitive i think you need
1: it oh yeah I, i i hear you is it is it the same roster for the final potentially if they make the final for the nation's league
0: a good question um swami <laughs> i don't know i don't know should we look that swami up Yirgin, that does, you're that, our only hope yeah that matters a lot that would play um, into
1: it but I, I think that they would be able to name a new roster for the final because that's oh never mind no no they're they're in they're in uh quick succession so yeah it's it's one roster
0: for both one roster one camp uh, one roster for both. okay i guess yeah it's a little anyways anyways josh Sargent. it is a little better than it looks but <laughs> the next his his transfer needs to go well if he doesn't transfer or transfers laterally um i don't i don't think this is going anywhere yeah yeah
1: well how would you feel about him staying in bundesliga 2 not potentially doing not good. well not and then coming back you're not for that you you'd be for like a mid-table like a like an augsburg situation yeah i would like even that. be
0: for like a flyer to leverkusen with expectations to sit on the bench and see what happens
1: Sure. Benji yeah. at Leverkusen um, could work.
0: Or yeah, any yeah. Premier League team would be fine with me. Low low table Premier League works fine for me. Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't think that's going to happen. The, the, those those teams have much better options than
0: But I could I could see him also going to like a like a Red Bull Salzburg. I would for I would be down with that. If he goes somewhere with a lot of goals Where he would, somewhere in league on would be cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I I do I do like the idea of him at like a a winning environment where he's just, you know, he's going to make 20 appearances or something, but he's going to have his chances to get some goals and yeah. he's going to play in like some lower pressure scenarios with better players. That would be uh, interesting to see. Yeah. But the the converse, I guess, just to close the point there is like, can you imagine great strikers where you take them out of that context that they're in and they perform like Josh Sargent, you know, like, Oh yeah, dude. Who, Obama who would Yang. would be? Obama Yang. I don't think so. I think Obama Young
0: does well any any time any place I mean great strikers how great do you mean I don't think that I don't think that Josh Sargent as great
1: as Josh Sargent as great
0: as Josh Sargent appeared to be at a certain at a certain point, a certain like point.
1: A well top 25 striker
0: you know I'm not sure I'm not sure reach out to us on Twitter what happens when you put who, it...
1: Who, yeah, how, how much does a guy lose when, when you take him out of a, like, reasonable attacking situation? Yeah, I
0: th- I think I'm viewing... I think, I think I'm think i speaking from a context more of, like, can he be a... Um, what's the RB Leipzig guy who's been there? Palson? Can he be, like, a Palson yeah. for an RB Leipzig? Where it's, like, this guy's, like... I don't I don't think I see him anymore as the next like a, Sh- a Christian Pulisic level striker. Um I I'm more like hoping that he can be a palson, I think.
1: Just like a useful piece.
0: Yeah, who seems to yeah. who seems never who seems to be able to keep up at any level, like no matter how good the team gets. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. So we'll see. We shall see. We shall see. But yeah,
1: it it uh just to further explain the roster situation, basically they have this friendly, and then they have the hopefully hopefully two Nations League games, and so they were they named the squad just for the Nations League games, but then like they just posted that like certain other players are going to be around and in camp, and including DK, and will play in the friendly. So it's a little odd that they didn't just announce like the whole roster and then announce like a cut, but I think they had to like report in the Nations League roster ahead of time, mm. so they just went with that. So that's that's why you'll see players in the friendly which is sunday the 30th that you will not see in the nation's league matches uh later in the week
0: uh let's talk about those games a little bit while we're at it so we've got switzerland honduras and costa rica let's start we're going to talk again uh after the switzerland game so let's focus on that one for right now um and we'll we'll figure out the Honduras situation later. Uh what's up with later. Switzerland? Uh who is these people?
1: Uh so Switzerland is a very strong World Cup quality European team. They're um not that top tier of England, France, Germany, Spain, those teams, but they are definitely a threat to beat that kind of team uh at any given any given match. They have a, a very experienced and and high quality roster um, with guys like Jordan Shakiri, the Power Cube, who <laughs> listeners will be familiar with from his Liverpool uh, career and and World Cup exploits, um, and the Granit Xhaka C- and others. The
0: Scion, yeah,
1: absolutely. And they have uh, Manuel Akanji from from Dortmund. Who's oh just wow! One of my favorites.
0: Nice, nice. I forgot about that. Um,
1: so they have they have, they've have just a really solid all around you know experienced uh, high quality roster and they are preparing to play in the european championships so this is going to be one of their tune-ups and it's unclear to me if they're going to go you know like go full first team and try to like uh you know work on their actual tactics or if they'll be using this to kind of test players and be you know uh trying to evaluate you know the those last roster spots things like that Um, So we'll see uh, during during the match, but it'll be high quality, um, you know, competition of really good test for the guys. Uh, And I haven't seen where they're playing, but yeah, they're playing in in Switzerland. Um, So that'll be a really great uh, experience for the team to to go into another higher level uh, European opponent as they did against Northern Ireland and try to
0: try to come away with some sort of result from the game. Who do you think is the player for folks to watch that you think will make the biggest difference versus Switzerland?
1: The player who has risen the most in my estimation in this second half of the year is Brendan Aronson. When he went over to uh, to RB Salzburg to play with uh, Jesse Marsh, under Jesse Marsh, I had my doubts as to whether he had the tenacity and uh, and mental toughness, physical toughness to play in Europe, uh, where there's kind of famously a cold attitude towards foreigners, and then especially on the field, him playing a kind of lightweight position at the number 10. And that environment is ideal for him. You could see him struggling at uh, Werder Bremen, but uh, (laughs) at RB Salzburg, he's just been taking flight. I mean, it seems like every game he has a goal or an assist or multiple and he's just racked up big numbers under Marsh and became a locked-in starter with, you know, totally on, on the merits. Uh, no no hint of um, um, pro-American bias there. And so I, w- I am really excited to see him continue to develop with the full national team group to see, like, how good could this kid actually be? Because going into the year, I thought his ceiling might be kind of like a Benny Failhaber type, like yeah. a gadget player like you'd use half the matches when we expect to be on the front foot, but who wouldn't be able to cut it in a, in a top game. But maybe he's more of like a Xavi type where you can afford it because he works so hard and because he, he really, really pulls the strings and creates so much pressure on the opponent that he makes up for his lack of uh, defensive ability.
0: We shall see. You know, we haven't talked on this air about the Jesse Marsh move.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's that's news that's come out since last time. Um, that this is like the opposite of a fishy report.
0: <laughs> Old what, guy. What do we reports. do for the coaches? Yeah,
1: <laughs> Grandpa Shark yeah. report. What's the definition uh, of fishy
0: for a coach? It's like yeah, it's, I guess it's yeah, all, right. Yeah. yeah, Jesse
1: Marsh is a fishy coach. Yeah, so we'll we'll put him in there. We'll put him in there. So so Jesse Marsh is on the way to RB Leipzig after the departure of Julian Nagelsmann for. 18 billion Jürgen bucks <laughs>
0: One billion to, Jürgen dollars.
1: <laughs> they have to pay Jesse Marsh like 1% of what they got <laughs> for, yes. for Julian Nagelsmann. Oh man, yeah, the and amount he's, of he's money. He's pumped, he's psyched, yeah. Uh, uh, so, so for anyone who's not aware, Bayern Munich paid to sign Julian Nagelsmann from RB Leipzig, which is very, very rare. Uh, it happens every now and then, but it's very rare that a, a club will pay to sign a coach. And that is what they did. So. Uh Byron gets easily the the best young coach in the world. You'd say I, I don't know if there's a great rival for that category.
0: They also took upa makano um, with them as well
1: so and upa Meccano.
0: so yeah, Byron was yeah. like these guys came close, that was a scare, and as they always Ooh, yeah. do they tight t-
1: they t- tight squeeze there tight yeah.
0: squeeze uh, that was close, close call, close shave, and so they were like uh, what's the a- what's actually good about <laughs> this team? It's the coach, and it's that guy upa. <laughs> and now we they are ours. Uh mine now. Yeah. Um so very exciting for the sporting world, I think, to see what Julian Nagelsmann will do with Bayern. I think that's pretty cool and to get to it's see It's kind them. of
1: exciting. I'm I'm so tired of it Maybe it's just that I want I want one of the other teams to also really upgrade, like invest and upgrade, you use that money.
0: It's well it's uh, clearly I'm just so
1: bored. Like I, I love the Bundesliga. I love watching yes. Bundesliga matches on a Saturday. But the there is so little drama
0: at the top, yeah. So I take your point. It is bad news, I would say, for the Bundesliga, but if for the Champions League and for the development of the sport at large. There, I I contend that there is something exciting that could happen here with Julian Nagelsmann and Bayern. But that's not the main, most important thing for us, because um, it Fuck made that. it made room for Jesse Marsh to make the leap. I think far sooner than anyone expected. I think most people saw him succeed at totally. Salzburg and assumed he'll probably be at a big club one day. Um and this is about as big as a club gets without being one of the biggest clubs in the world. So Totally, totally. This, and I think you
1: can you can say that Leipzig was more willing to take that deal because they knew they had a great option. There with, you go. With Marsh. There he's, you go. He's definitely not, you know, he's not the genius that Nagelsmann is, but but almost nobody else is. And Jesse Marsh is trained very deeply in the Red Bull philosophy and the, uh, the the system that they like to play. And he'll fit in really well with the players. He's already been an assistant there for a whole year. Uh, his German is uh, functional, as we discovered in that locker room oh, video baby. a couple of
0: years ago. Oh, baby. Uh, <laughs> is it? Is it now? Uh, das ist Anfield, Jungs! <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man what so, so good if yeah. you haven't seen that just youtube jesse marsh peep halftime that. talk peep that peep that um shit. Bookmark pump that. that into your veins get that going if you every have a test at or you have like a big you have a big meeting or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get that play it, it on going. loop
0: come in, come in hot <laughs> to <laughs> the to the proposal super meeting. hot coming in hot. hot uh what else has been going on for so the european season is concluded um, and a lot of good things it is, happen. It
1: is just about concluded. It is just about Aside concluded. From so one final match. There's one
0: tiny guy uh, coming out. <laughs> there's up one match. And, to be played. But other than that one, so that's the Champions League final, of course, which in which Christian Pulisic will feature. Um, what uh, newsflash? Uh, newsflash! Know, so, an
1: American will play
0: in the in finale. Final. Um, but so I guess let's put that to the side for a second, Pulisic. Lost in the FA Cup final, uh, did make the Champions League due to... Chelsea qualified for the Champions League due to like other people losing, basically. And he'll play mm-hmm. in the final on Saturday. So we'll talk about that later. What else is go- has been going on in the conclusion of these seasons for our boys? So we discussed um, the unfortunate
1: relegation of Werder Bremen, which will trigger some sort of movement from Josh Sargent. Uh, over in France, we got to witness Lille, lovable Lille, take the title away from hateable PSG, <laughs> which was just wonderful to watch. And even better, a yank was involved. Not on the last day, as we hoped while we watched this match together on your laptop. But he, Tim Weah was a instrumental part of the Lille team. That won the title, he scored important goals for them, he played in big matches, including against PSG, and was a, a solid overall performer uh, on their way to the title. And that is something you can really hang your hat on, especially Tim Weah being sold from PSG, basically them telling him he's not good enough, him coming in to contribute to an upset title win over them is freaking chef's kiss.
0: It's so dope, dude. Oh. <sighs> It's so dope. How many of those Leal players came shit. up in like PSG? I wonder. Like, there's gotta. I be, bet it's a lot. It's of a the lot. top level. It's a lot. Friend. Or yeah. like, at yeah. had yeah. brushes with PSG. Like, they're all just at Leal is just you know, it's like by nature, it's PSG. You know, castoffs. You're like in the zone, but totally, not quite totally. good enough. Yeah. And yeah, these guys, exactly. what a group to watch, at top to bottom. I didn't incredible. know any yeah. of these players. Uh, worth mentioning, Jonathan David from Canadia. I forgot, yeah. Who did who did quite nicely. Who was probably the most important player uh, in probably, in their champions yeah. in their uh, champions run. Um, but uh, yeah, all these guys. Wow, what a what a group. So fun to watch. So so uh, rare and special. And when we you know when we talk about disappointment in Bayern, just keeping an absolute stranglehold on first place. Um, this is a nice thing to see. I think for all sporting fans yes um, yes indeed what else is popping uh let's so, see
1: over in over in italy uh some other big news was weston McKennie playing doing well uh as juventus lifted the coppa italia so a trophy for weston clap 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 and um snuck back into fourth place to avoid the ignominy for juventus of not only missing out on the championship but potentially missing out on the champions league they squeaked through thanks to a goal in another game on the last day.
0: A so, last, a um, strange last day, by the way, in which
1: very Cristiano strange.
0: Ronaldo did not feature.
1: Oh yeah, super weird. So so, so yeah, and they this and they just the, like the meta narrative there. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo definitely looks like he's on his way out because that that's not good. That was basically the most important match of the season. And he said he's too tired. Now the uh, Pirlo is almost surely gone. So it could be that Ronaldo just doesn't want to play for Pirlo anymore and he'll he'll pick the coach and they'll bring in a new coach. Or it could be that they'll blow everything up and get rid of, you know, or get either get rid of or just move on from uh, Chiellini and some of the other like old heads that have just been there for so long and try to pick up more Westons and just do do like a full rebuild. Mm -hmm. Um, So. It could be good for Weston. I think it's going to be hard to match like the the uh, the ignition that he got from that initial like chance that Pirlo gave him. But I think he proved himself enough at Juve this year that the the fan base will be expecting him to play, uh, and he he seems to feel like a part of the 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 culture there and and to be
0: settling in really well. So that's really exciting. I hope that Pirlo gets another chance. I I for me, me this too. is a this is a me player's too. problem this what happened yes. this year. And when you saw in just that game the only you know use case of Cristiano Ronaldo Lis Juventus uh they banged away I think like four goals before getting scored on. And the team looked really like up for it and the tactics were fine apparently. So Yeah, yeah,
1: they were they were perfectly good with Morata. Yeah. The, now it's it's tough to sell a player like Cristiano Ronaldo who's presumably on a ridiculous contract and everything. So I mean, it's there's I've heard some rumblings about Manchester United maybe uh coming in for the the late career uh renaissance of of Cristiano. So that I could see that happening. They're they're always up to spend stupid money on stupid things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, like selling selling Paul Pogba for for half a million and buying him back for a hundred million, <laughs> things like that. Things like you know, they, they like just that. love that shit. They love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, elsewhere in Italy, Brian Reynolds uh, has been getting some sporadic time for Roma uh, towards the it's end of the deal. year. So it looks like he's he's definitely you know part of the squad there, and they are switching managers officially to Jose Mourinho. Which means that Brian Reynolds could oh, either be uh, become the, the the second version, like the Super Saiyan version of Brian Reynolds, or he could get on Jose's bad side and become Jose's whipping boy, like uh, Luke Shaw was when he came to Manchester United. Basically, Jose just picks someone out of a hat to bully, and then that 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 galvanizes the rest of the team <clears throat> because they're like, "Yeah, fuck that guy." <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
0: Jose Mourinho was once described as Zlatan. Zlatan Ibrahimovic said, that's my favorite coach. Uh, When asked why, he said it's because he's manipulative. Pause in a good way. So that was, uh, that was just
1: as Zlatan is. Yeah.
0: Just as Zlatan is. So you get the, uh, you get the brand here, right? The guy is like, for me, that would be a terrible environment to develop. And I hope that Brian Reynolds is not like me. Um, and I feel sad that I, that we joked about Jose Mourinho coaching a and then it happened.
1: Then it happened. Yes. Oh, yeah. And now, now that I think about it, the second guy to get that treatment in my memory is uh, Danny Rose of Tottenham. And so that's two right backs in a row uh, or two, two outside backs in a row that I just mentioned. So let's just hope, let's hope that's just a coincidence. and
0: on Somebody <laughs> else this time. <laughs> Jose's uh, got yeah. Jose's got like a. Um, he's got some prime
1: candidates there. He's got he's got uh Mkhitaryan, Okay. For instance, that's that's a great player to pick on. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. So so we'll see we'll see how it goes. But I, I could see I could see Brian Reynolds being a perfect Jose player. Just tenacious, two way, scrappy, always you know, uh, right place, right time, good size, good good physical attributes, just smart fallen out so i could see that happening and 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 we'll we'll get to see next year we'll get to watch some jose jose ball boring jose ball with brian reynolds in it
0: boring jose ball um. uh, who else who else who else
1: elsewhere uh Serginio dest and barcelona made a late run at the title they briefly had the the edge on uh atletico and real madrid uh, but they quickly lost the edge and uh, ended up in third behind by
0: losing by losing by the way to Atletico Madrid the, that was the... Well they drew they drew they with drew, Atletico yeah, that
1: yeah. was like the big and then they lost their they, next game they somehow lost, lost the next yeah. game yeah. Yeah. but they they had it in their hands all they had to do was run the table to win the title and they couldn't couldn't pull it off so it's another situation where you have like a former player who came in as coach and just was pretty mediocre with Ronald Koeman and I really don't see them keeping Ronald Koeman uh he just didn't do anything for barcelona that like you know I, I don't i don't think he added any points if anything he subtracted points from barcelona's season uh compared to just having like the whoever coaches barca b be, be the first team coach you know what i mean uh, and i know that they're working on the xavi thing uh i think he's i think he might be coaching barcelona b now that i think about it or some so he's like involved somehow no. There's like a trajectory. Wow. There's Yeah, there's a pipeline for Xavi wow. to take Xavi's, over Xavi's point. still in
0: China, though. But there is definitely... I think, is he really? I think so, yeah. But there's oh, wow. definitely okay. that. That is definitely in, in the works. Uh, it's like always on the table. I saw a thing about how all the La Masia coaches that made La Masia, La Masia, have left.
1: La Masia, La, Masia, La Masia. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So all those coaches that brought up Xavi, Aniesta, Messi, Pique, uh, they have all left due Let's to get... the overtime, due to the situation. And there's a new president uh, as of this year who is making a conscious effort to get them all back to La Masia. Got it. Get the band so back So that's back the hope there. Gotcha. Um, Messi stays or go. I know it's not a Messi podcast. Stays or goes?
1: Uh, goes. Goes. Goes, goes. Man, City, Man City. This yeah. was this was the last year of the contract that they forced him to play
0: out. Um, Can you believe that? There's Can no way. It, it's, it's disgusting. So it's disgusting. It's
1: completely disrespectful.
0: For anyone and, who yeah. doesn't, yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, Messi was vocally clear. Vo- uh, uh, I would the, what's like, what's like to leave. Verbal agreement. I'm leaving. Yeah. I would like to leave after this year. And the club was like, Yeah, totally, 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 totally. And then uh, due to COVID. <laughs> We get it. We get it. We get totally. (laughs) No problem. Yes. Uh, yes. No. Yes. Due to COVID, this season was extended. Messi, on his account, thought it would be inappropriate to discuss him leaving at a crucial point in the season. So only brought it up after the season was over, at which point they had passed a date uh, that was supposed to be after the season, which Messi had to announce his departure prior to. So, due to COVID, Messi, the season was extended and they used this loophole. Respectful Messi said, I'm not going to blow this shit up. I will talk about this after the season. A saint. a saint. But the contract had a date that was no longer applicable to the situation. And that is why he was there this entire year. Oh my God. The way that. The, the,
1: are you kidding me? Are they you made him waste one of the last productive years of his life in a team he didn't want to be in.
0: It's garbage the best it's, it's terrible yeah so best wishes to him i do hope he gets his man city time if that's what oh, he wants man.
1: oh it would be so spicy though if he goes to city and ronaldo goes to back to man U. oh my, oh god.
0: my god that would be very oh spicy i also think it would be perfectly spicy if he has some conversation with xavi and decides to to stick it out and and be there to try to help barcelona get back player coach uh something along those lines because I do be think he I do, he spicy. believes in Ansu Fati, Pedri um you know there's something there anyways, anyways. there there is
1: something there so but anyway both Juventus and Barcelona have similar conundrums you know because they the, the equivalent on the Barca side would be like uh Busquets and um and and what's his face He's married to Shakira. <laughs> oh,
0: Piqué, uh,
1: that PK, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so, so the, those these are players who need to be who need to be turned over, and they've kind of like turned over some of the team, but not all of the team. So it's kind of like this mix up between like old school Barca that's not necessarily playing that well anymore, and the new players who aren't really getting integrated as well as they could. Like, yeah, you know, Griezmann and Dembele, and it, it just hasn't clicked. It hasn't clicked in a number of years, which you've seen in the Champions League and also in the league. Um now that where does that leave Dest? So he's clearly Ronald Koeman's pooky baby and that's why he came to Barcelona.
0: Ronald um, Koeman think, will try to play Dest at every team he coaches for the rest of his Totally. Life. Totally. Exactly. Regardless of every, the I think regardless of Dest actually being present on those rosters, Ronald Koeman <laughs> yeah. will give He'll it a name shot.
1: Him. He'll just name him Dest <laughs> right, right back he appears. Um <laughs> but he clearly was an upgrade uh, for Barcelona this year was was a really solid contributor for them, and so I would expect that a new coach would at least give him a shot. You know, I think if you have a knock on desk, it would just be like defensive awareness at times. He get, he's a little bit more. He's like too easily rounded. He's he teams play one twos around him really really easily a lot of the time. So he's just a little bit. Um, he's not uh, crafty enough in his defending yet. Uh so he's still a little bit more of a of a weapon than he is a, a shield.
0: Yeah. But
1: I would say that I, I think any coach who comes in will will definitely give him a shot. And this the floor would be that he ends up being, you know, the, the sub like right winger, right back kind of hybrid and uh and still is, you know, regularly appearing for Barcelona. I think he's earned that much from
0: this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll see how it goes. See how, we'll see how it goes, goes. and that's um, just a
1: just a brief recap. Dude, that's of just the European glimpse, exploits man. of these teams. It's I mean,
0: insanity. And by so, the way,
1: Zach Stefan won the league. Zach Stefan side there's note. pictures of him with the Premier League trophy, the Prem, uh, the, the Prem. One. I think he made like three appearances or something.
0: He did um, it. He was there.
1: No, no, he did more. He did.
0: He, he did more. There. He had like a run. He had a run. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he had yeah, a run. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah, a point yeah, in Anderson the season where a month. Yeah, there was a yeah, exactly. And he was saying like Stefan is knocking on the door; he's really pushing for that starting spot. And um, you know, then he didn't. But that that was cool for a second.
1: That was cool for a second. The one uh, so one thing I would say is, I think Ederson is is next level for sure. I don't think there's any way that Stefan catches Ederson. No. But one thing that they might consider is that because of all the financial pressure on the teams and the financial fair play. Uh, scenario it's an area where they could sell and have a a very good backup plan mm-hmm. so like i th- I think if they had stefan instead of ederson this year maybe they would have been like three points less you know he would have he would have cost them a game with with some big mistake but the man city goalkeeper does not face a ridiculous amount of pressure most of the time uh, so it's like if if they can you know Bring in a Messi or keep someone like Sergio Aguero or something like that instead of, uh, and and in turn have a drop off at goalkeeper to Zach Steffen. I think they would be okay with that. Yeah. So that that's a possibility for yeah. sure. And so we'll, we'll we'll have to see how it plays out. But I think he he definitely earned his his uh, the ability to to stick around. I think if that's not in the cards, it's probably a good idea to look at some loans or uh to to try to make a move somewhere else um and he's he's done well enough both in the premier league and in the cup matches for city that i think he would have no shortage of options in the premier league uh, or really anywhere else he wants to go but i think the premier league is the best fit for him
0: yeah i would like to know what those conversations for him are like it's hard to say what that decision what decision he's actually facing Um, exactly yeah it's
1: multifaceted yeah. But I don't I don't think he should do this year again. I think this year was great for this year. Like he played, you know, fifteen, twenty matches, he did well, he really didn't give up that many goals. And so he proved that he's a great number two for Man City. You yeah. know, mission accomplished. He stayed fresh, he learned a lot, he's got allegedly the best goalkeeper coach in the world there. And so now it's now it's time to go do something else. Like he should he shouldn't just be stuck in that situation for yeah. for another whole year
0: yeah 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 um uh, you want to hit him with 11 don't forget to tune into the champions league final of course on saturday see how it goes for our pookie baby the porcelain prince yeah um, we, we
1: referenced that but we didn't actually talk about it so yeah so, so uh, above all this shit yeah <laughs> christian Pulisic played in both matches of the champions league semifinal in which chelsea beat real madrid just let that sink in. Chelsea beat, and Raleigh. he and he got a very important assist. At, I think in the he he one. scored the first Chelsea goal in the tie, and he assisted on the third Chelsea goal in the tie. Jesus. And uh, I mean, it's crazy. He played he played like a hundred minutes or something between the two. So it's it's unprecedented. It's uncharted territory for for us U.S. fans watching any sort of club uh, soccer to be able to tune in and watch matches at this caliber and watch player our players succeed uh so well so he's going to miss the sweden the uh, switzerland friendly which is a shame uh, i think he should maybe reconsider that but he will be busy um the day before playing in the champions league final <laughs> against zach Steffen's man city so we're one we're one um tanya harding injury away from a yank on yank champions league final is zach so Steffen also
0: just... staying with city for that game
1: he is. He is staying. Instead of going to to, you know, man the goal for the for the Nats.
0: But uh, that's once uh, just that's also a good sign. Um that he is not a, oh, he's yeah. not considered expendable. Uh no, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. So, he's so he's critical. So Polisic. Polisic. He fought his way back from so Pulisic. Thomas Tuchel didn't yes. start in this year for a long time. Then he he, did. he's been
1: get, he's gotten starts. That that's the thing. Like I you know, Twitter gets mad at Tuchel, as do I, for in these situations. But we he me me and Twitter, has gotten starts and hasn't done has hasn't done as well as as Tuchel would have wanted. So I think it's yeah. fair that Tuchel's not starting him. And he, he it's frustrating to say, but like he does do better off the bench a lot of the time. He's he comes in angry, he's like a freaking match to paper and makes things happen in the, in those last couple of minutes. So
0: yeah, he's devastating.
1: I wish he was starting, but I, I get it. And I, I expect him to come off the bench in the final. Um, but I think he's, he's, it's, it's not like an as needed thing. It's a, the plan is to bring him off the bench in the 60th minute. Or yeah. So. Yeah. So, so tune in, uh, <laughs> three o'clock on Saturday, the 29th to watch an American play in the champions league final. And, one way or another, an American will lift it. Um, as a Yank fan, I, I'm I'm shading towards Chelsea because I want to see a, a more important player uh, for their club lift it. Uh, but I'll be happy either way, and I'll I'll soak it all in and enjoy the fact that our out of you know uh, 28 or 30 guys who are going to play in that game, uh, you know two or are, are on the in the 18s. I'll say there's 36 guys in the 18s. Two of them are Americans. That's that's yep. really cool. That yep. shows that we're at the top table. Yeah. of this game you know there's a lot of countries that will only have two players uh represented in that in that elite group and it's amazing that the united states is now a part of that conversation it used yeah i'd to be be, I'd be totally anomalous so i'd
0: be curious to see the spread of like semi-final and final appearances per country we're probably like top 10 nations represented in the semi-final and final of the champions league <sighs> That
1: sounds about right. I did see a stat recently where we are the we have the most. If, bear with me here, okay? Okay. <laughs> <This is> of <laughs> the top five leagues in Europe, it's not the so fastest. The, 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 the best leagues in blocks. Europe. <laughs> in the best leagues in Europe, yeah. For U twenty one players, mm-hmm. we have the most minutes of any country that's not those countries
0: ah so of non-domestic yeah of the like second tier
1: countries we have the most young players in the top tier countries leagues
0: so when a player is under 21 and they do not have (laughs) the advantage of playing in their home country uh we are the most we are the most successful in that situation
1: If for the yeah in europe if a train leaves the station
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, that sounds right that's exciting so we
1: we have the most but basically we have the most fishies the most like foreign fishies who are swimming in foreign ponds hey let's roll those dice man dude that that's huge that's huge i mean i bet a couple years ago that was like a croatia or maybe nigeria or ghana you know france well france is one of those oh yeah so they're yeah. oh that's so I, not so one of those I we're outside it, I of <laughs> outside of that the, somehow the top
0: country you know you yes. explained it really slowly and clearly <laughs> and it sounded well. like i understood what you were saying i just realized that i didn't
1: uh or, or maybe i don't understand or what maybe, i'm saying yeah, but yeah, one yeah, way yeah. or the other we're this is this is there.
0: the high quality content that you should pay <laughs> five, $5, $5. For. five million Yergen dollars Five that's millions of five million dollars of dollars in your box uh, hit yeah. us up on Patreon, Ty. Why don't you just rattle off an eleven for us, and then we'll we'll get the fuck out of here. What's what do you what do you want right. to see? A dream all right. eleven, all right from this. Roster. So
1: I I want the um, well the Stefan, certainly. But so I'll go for the I'll go for the Nations League game for the full full team. So Stefan, and then on the left, I liked the um, the Dest left back thing. I thought that was cool. So I'd do that, and then I would do. Miazga, I still have a soft spot for and did well at Underlech this year alongside Brooks. And I would go for Yedlin at right back. I love DeAndre Yedlin. He's a grown-ass man. He's learned how to defend. He plays for Galatasaray, which means he's super hardcore. And I like his tattoos. In the midfield, (laughs) the three I would want are the obvious um, Adams, McKenny, and the maybe outsider uh um choice of Brendan Aronson. Ooh. And then as the attackers, I'll go for Sar- reluctantly Sergeant, Pulisic, and uh Geo out on the right. So the other the other option would be Geo at the 10 and then Aaronson wide or someone else at the right wing spot. But I, I want to showcase Aaronson and see how he does when everything's set up well for him.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um I'm cool with the Arons. I'm cool with Aronson being in the same conversation as Yunus Musa. Oh I lost Yunus uh, Musa. Oh god. Oh you god. did I miss Yunus Musa. So, Eunice so I, I think we should go Adams Musa McKenny. Um and then uh Aronson on the left, Polisic on the right, Weya is my nine but that's oh, a that's a yeah me, that's a me thing that's a you sure. that's a U thing. i like it though. um I like it. and then bench geo reyna because he needs to learn about life a little bit
1: okay okay yeah i like the idea of geo not starting because i yeah. think he's he's too big for his britches and i i'm like i'm realizing with musa we don't have a spot so i like i like that permutation uh or the, the those players in whatever whatever slots uh
0: yes and by the way i also like deandre yedlin's tattoos um oh my god the best the that's really what this podcast is about five dollars five dollars a month to hear us talk about deandre yedlin's tattoos uh please thank you uh so <laughs> thank you. yeah I, <laughs> <thank WTB pod. laughs> I do like uh i like deandre yedlin's tattoos I like Chris Brown's tattoos, uh, you know, offensive as they are um, and as, as off-putting as he is as a human being. I, <laughs> I cannot resist the, the tattoo game. So, so strong. Um, and, I, and I like, who's another? Oh, Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa. Great, great tattoo game. Um, but I don't love any of those uh, tattoo games, including DeAndre Edlin's tattoo game. As much as I absolutely love the gnats. Let's go. Goodbye, people. Guten Tag. LFG. Good. <laughs> Guten Tag. See you later. Goots. Goots. Goots, bro. It's we the people. It's we the people. Welcome to We The Peeps. Are you ready for We The Peeps? Holy moly, it's We The Peeps.